I'm on a journey, tedious journey. Alienated from this world. And I'm gonna be set apart and be Get your house in order by Brother Tim Aaron. In those days, Hezekiah became sick and was at the point of death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amoz, came to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order. For you shall die, you shall not recover. 2 Kings 22 verse 1, ESV. Brother Tim Aaron brings the word of God for the end times. You can find more information about Brother Tim Aaron at www.thiefinthenightministries.com. And here is Brother Tim Aaron. Glory to glory to glory to God. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for tuning in to another broadcast of Get Your House in Order. I'm your host, Tim Aaron. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Hopefully you have been enjoying uh, the lessons, the studies, uh, the broadcast over the last few weeks, uh, trying to <clears throat> encourage the people of God to uh, keep the faith, you know, believe in Jesus, keep Jesus as priority, priority number one. Um, you know, that's the most important part of life uh, is to make sure you keep Jesus first. So, uh, and this, and Satan is out to try to steal that from us. You know, if we can start second guessing uh, who Jesus is and what Jesus means to our lives and, and how Jesus is number one, then Satan, uh, he has his foot in the door. So, uh, we don't want that to happen. We don't want Satan nowhere around uh, in our lives. So we got to keep Jesus first. OK. Um, which leads me to the way I like to open up the broadcast. Uh, do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Hopefully you do. But if you don't, let me let me give you. Uh, a background, uh, a backdrop about Jesus Christ. About 2000 years ago, Jesus came to the earth through the door, through the Virgin Mary. Um, and he um, lived on the earth for about 30 years. And then uh, at the 30 year mark, Jesus began ministering uh, to people with the great anointed anointing power of the Holy Ghost. You know, he was doing all sorts of wonderful miracles and and wonderful uh, signs and wonders and, and all sorts of uh, deliverances and breakthroughs for so many people. Uh, <clears throat> Jesus uh, was healing the sick. He was opening blinded eyes. He was opening deaf ears. He was here healing paralyzed people. Uh, people with withered hands, deformities, all sorts of all manner of sickness and disease. Jesus was just overcoming it. And not only that, he would walk on the water uh, to his disciples when they were in trouble. And he would rebuke the winds and the waves and until a raging sea to peace be still. And so Jesus was amazing. He was he was a bad man. And he made haters along the way. Uh, once uh, he started drawing a large following, that means some churches were, were losing their church members. And that meant a loss of tithes and offering and, 
And so some of the church leaders back then did not like Jesus, not one bit, even though he was doing these wonderful anointing things, anointed things from heaven above through the power of the Holy Ghost and through the power of God. Jesus was doing these wonderful things, but they still hated him. And um, so um, <clears throat> they eventually falsely accused him and had him arrested. And um, he was to be crucified. You know, they placed a crown of thorns on his head. They nailed him to a cross, to a tree. His hands and his feet nailed to a cross. Um, and when he was thirsty, they offered him vinegar to drink. And at that point, Jesus gave up the ghost. He died on the cross. He died on the cross for the sins of the world, past, present, and future. Okay. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Uh, Romans 10 and 9, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Hopefully you have made the choice to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. If you haven't, all you have to do is accept him. Ask him into your heart, into your mind, into your soul. Ask him to be the leader of your life. Asked him to be your Lord. And from that moment forward, you are saved. It's just that simple. If you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and he is Lord of the world and you accept that, then you are saved. That's all you have to do. And then you begin to repent of your sins and follow the teachings of Jesus in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. And, and you're on your way. You're on your way to a better, stronger, more secured life. In this life and in the life to come. Amen. So hopefully, hopefully you have made the choice to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. If you have, you have made the best choice you will ever make. Amen. Okay, this week <clears throat> we're going to be talking about Daniel chapter 12. Daniel chapter 12. Daniel is one of the major prophets in the Old Testament. And uh, chapter 12 is the last chapter of that book. And so we're going to look at Daniel chapter 12 today. And um, I want to I want to also just before we jump into this book, I just want to remind you um, about false prophets in the last days. So you have to understand, I believe these are the last days. And so, so according to Bible prophecy during the last days, there's going to be many false prophets. So you're going to have to, uh, guard your heart, guard your mind, guard your soul, and make sure you stay in the word, um, study the word to show thyself approved. A workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The way we rightly divide the word of truth is by interpreting scripture by scripture, not by filling. We don't interpret the Bible by fillings. We don't interpret the Bible by vote. You know, you, you can't do that. You can't interpret the Bible by, based on what grandpa said, what mama said, what 
uh, grandma said, you can't do that. You have to interpret scripture by scripture. And I find that that's the safest way to get biblical truth and understanding. Um, Cause there's just so much out there. So stay in the word, keep it word. And King James version is probably your best bet to interpret scripture by scripture. Uh, so many of their new translations of the Bible omit so much truth. It's not even funny. Uh, one word here and one word there can change the whole dynamic of a passage. And so that's why I, I try to encourage people. People say, oh, King James is so hard to understand. and so this, that. But if you work it, if you stick with it, if you wrestle with it, things start unraveling. That's what I have found to be true. And uh, and and no other translations tends to interpret scripture by scripture like the King James Version, in my opinion. You know, it's just hard to do a lot of a lot of these other translations, especially the newer translations. When I say newer, any any Bible that was published in the 1900s, uh, like especially like the 1950s or newer. You know, some some of the Bible. Uh, some of our Bible translations were published in 1980, you know, so there's got so much American culture in it. If it's English, if it's an English version. So just want, want you to be aware of that. Um, you can't, you can't trust these newer versions. You just can't. Uh, okay. So Daniel chapter 12, uh, let's do it like this. It's just 13 verses. So, uh, I'm going to read all 13 verses and then we're going to go back and look at some of the key uh, verses. Okay. Daniel chapter 12. Verse one. And at that time shall Michael stand up the great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered. Every one that shall be found written in the book of life or in the book. Okay. Verse two, and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Verse three, and they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. But thou, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall be increased. Verse five. Then I, Daniel, looked and behold, there stood other two, the one on this side of the bank of the river and the other on that side of the bank of the river. And one said to the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, how long shall it be to the end of these wonders. And I heard the man clothed in linen 
which was upon the waters of the rivers, when he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven, and swear by him that liveth forever, that it shall be for a time, times and a half. And when he shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. Verse eight. And I heard, but I understood not. Then said I, oh, my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, go thy way, Daniel. For the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Verse 10, many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. And from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away and the abomination that maketh desolate set up, there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. Blessed, verse 12, blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the thousand three hundred and five and thirty days. But go thou thy way till the end be, for thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the end of the days. All right. That was Daniel chapter 12, 13 verses in that chapter. So a lot was said there. So I want to talk about some key points in this chapter. Um, this, this chapter is talking about the end times people. And um, uh, Daniel is a major end time book, as well as of course, revelation. And there's a lot of other, you know, in time books, Isaiah is another one, Ezekiel and Jeremiah. And then, um, and what people don't realize is the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you know, Jesus drops a lot of, um, hidden truth throughout those, uh, gospel books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you know, and uh, I've touched on them in times past. Uh, so, so much of the Bible points to the end, you know, because that will be, a major event, the final seven year period. So let's go back to verse one. And uh, let me let me just read verse one again. And it says, and at the time shall Michael stand up the great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered. Every one that shall be found written in the books. Okay. Now this ver first verse, uh, this sounds like the same scene, the same setting, the same vision that John had in Revelations chapter 10, when he sees this mighty angel come down from heaven and he got one foot on the ocean and one foot on land and he holds his hands up to the sky and he declares time no more. So this is the same setting, I believe, as Revelation 
chapter 10. So if you got free time, you might want to read that chapter. And it kind of goes along with uh, this chapter, Daniel chapter 12. Verse two, and it says, and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Okay. Now, this is very interesting to me. You know, during the final seven years, I've talked about it before. There's, there's going to be final seven year period. And the first first three and a half years are going to deal with the church and revival and two witnesses. Okay. And followed by the last three and a half years, which is going to be led by the Antichrist, uh, assisted by the false prophet, empowered by the great red dragon, the devil. Okay. Uh, so that's the final three and a half years. And then when that, uh, as that time is coming to an end, not when it's totally up, but as it's coming to an end, um, there's going to be a resurrection of the dead. Okay. Uh, the Apostle Paul gives us a little insight on this. Let's go to First Thessalonians chapter 4, uh, verses 15 through 17. No, how about verses 16 and 17? First Thessalonians chapter 4. Verse 16 and 17, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trump of God. And watch this. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. So let me stop right there. The Apostle Paul tells us that the dead uh, at the end of the seven year period. uh Towards the, towards the end of the Antichrist's reign on the earth, uh, as Jesus comes back, um, there's going to be a resurrection of the dead. And, and the Apostle Paul tells us there's going to be the dead in Christ is going to rise first, first. OK, so and then he says, verse 17, then we which are alive and remain shall be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. So um, he's talking about the saints here. He's talking about the dead in Christ and he's talking about those who never died in Christ. Okay. Now he doesn't talk about the sinners that are dead. He just, he's just talking about the dead in Christ. So back to Daniel chapter two, chapter 12, verse two, he says, and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake some to everlasting life. See, that's what the apostle Paul was talking about in uh first Thessalonians chapter four, verse 16, what we just read. And then he says, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. So Daniel He's talking about the whole picture. He's not just talking about the saved folks. He's talking about there's going to be a resurrection of the dead. So the dead in Christ are going to rise first, according to Paul, the apostle Paul. And then there's going to also be a resurrection of the unsaved dead. 
people who died in their sins, people who died and never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You know, people who did wicked and never repented, you know, and died. These people are going to be resurrected, too. So during this time of resurrection, uh, the we see all these zombie movies on TV. You know, there's been so many zombie movies since I've been alive. And Hollywood has a way of, of bringing uh, images to what the end times is teaching us. You know, we watch TV and we watch movies and Hollywood has given us an insight on what we really are going to be seeing on the earth one day. So there's going to be zombies. Now, whether they be, whether they look all messed up and all uh, maggot eating and, and, and holes in their flesh and whether they look like that, I don't know. But they're going to be resurrected and they're going to be on the earth. And I'm sure it's going to freak a lot of people out. Okay. And um, it's not going to be pleasant for those on the earth at that time, because this is going to be the wrap up stage uh, for the Antichrist. This is going to be the stages that's, that's going to lead to the battle of Armageddon, the, the, you know, the, this final battle. Um, so this is the time of the end, the very end. And and this is judgment. This is the wrath of God coming to the earth. And it is not going to be nothing pretty. Okay. And um, so verse three, and they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. You know, there's going to be a blessing and reward for those people who kept the faith, who didn't faint, who didn't give up, who kept Jesus as priority number one, like I opened up with. Those people are going to be raptured and be blessed, be given a reward. And they're going to do well because they're about to rule and reign with Christ a thousand years on the earth. Okay. Verse four. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the, the words and seal the book even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall be increased. Now, verse four, like I said, this reminds me of Revelation chapter 10, because here an angel is telling Daniel to shut up words and seal up the book to the time of the end. Revelation chapter chapter uh, 10, angels tell John not to. Uh, utter the words that the seven thunders uttered. Don't don't mention it. You know, so the this chapter and chapter 10 of the book of Revelations are very similar. Daniel. And John seem like they have both experience or they both are experienced in the same uh, kind of prophecies and the same angels and the same um spiritual experiences. Okay. That's why I believe these two guys are going to be the two witnesses mentioned in revelation chapter 11. Okay. Um, where are we at now? Verse six. And one said to the man clothed in linen, what was, uh, uh which was, 
upon the waters of the rivers, how long shall it be to the end of these wonders? Okay, verse seven. And I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the rivers of the water, when he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven, and swear by him that liveth forever. Now, if you read Revelation chapter 10, some of the same wording takes place. So this is the same scene. Liveth forever that it shall be for a time, times and a half. And when he shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. Now, here's that phrase, a time, times, and a half. Now, a time is one year. A times is two years. So now, if you add both of those together, that's three years. And then a half, of course, is half a year. So that's three and a half years. Okay. So, verse seven, a time, times, and a half a time, three and a half years. So he's saying this, uh, this great tribulation time period is going to be three and a half years. That's what he's saying here. Um, we also see this in Revelations chapter 12. Let's go to Revelations chapter 12. Verse 14, it says unto the woman and to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness into her place where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the face of the serpent. Now, a time times and half time is three and a half years. And when it's worded like that, that is pointing to the reign on earth of the Antichrist. It's talking about the time period of the Antichrist. It's not talking about the two witnesses. It's talking about the Antichrist. So this is the evil time period. Okay, the evil time period. So back to Daniel chapter 12. And then it says, and I heard, but Daniel said, and I heard, but I understood not. Then said I, oh, my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Now, see, this is why I believe a lot of the uh, a lot of end time ministries today are in trouble. Uh, because they listen to some of the some of the older but popular ministries teach on the end times when it wasn't time yet. It wasn't the time of the end, probably in 1885, uh, probably during Matthew Henry or Schofield's time in early 1900. It wasn't the time of the end yet. And so when ministries allow these guys to teach revelations and and that's that's how you come up with stuff like the 
pre-tribulation rapture. And they, they, they made that fit. You know, it's like taking a, a puzzle piece that doesn't fit in that particular spot, but you're going to make it fit anyway, because you probably getting frustrated with the puzzle and, and you, and you want to get results. So you making the piece go to a spot where it doesn't go. And, and you come up with something like the pre tribulation rapture, you know, that, 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 that's a major problem. People didn't understand how to work revelations because it wasn't meant for them to. But I believe now that, that we are closing up on the time of the end, the Holy Ghost is unraveling, unveiling this book to many people. And many people are able to get some breakthroughs in, in understanding the prophecies of the book of Revelations. So keep that in mind. You know, John, I always got to mention this because Jesus makes it clear in John chapter six at the 39th verse, Jesus says, all them that belong to me, I will lose nothing. He says, all those that are mine, I will gather up again unto me at the last day. He's talking about the rapture right there. And he said that the last day is when he's going to gather everyone that belongs to him to himself. He said at the last day, he said, he said, John, this, this is John chapter 39. And he said it for 40, 41st verse, he said the same thing. And then he said it again at, at the 44th verse. And then he goes on and says it one more time at the 54th verse. So he says it four times that everyone that belongs to him, he's going to gather them up again unto himself at the last day. Not seven years before, not three and a half years before, but at the last day. He's talking about the rapture, y'all. So keep that in mind. Jesus makes it clear. There's no pre-tribulation rapture. You know, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went through the fiery furnace, just like Daniel went through the lion's den. The people of God are going to go through the great tribulation, but they're going to come out not singed by fire, not eaten by lions, just like the people of God back then. We're going to come out and we're going to be victorious and rule and reign with Christ on earth for a thousand years after that. Okay. Verse 10, many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. <clears throat> now, I believe he was just summing up the final seven years right there in verse 10, many should be purified and made white and tried. I believe that's the it's going to be the the first three and a half years in its conclusion. And then he says, but the wicked shall do wickedly. And none of the wicked shall understand. Um, and that's summing up the final three and a half years, the great tribulation. You know, people who take the mark of the beast and um you're going to be eating and drinking and living life like normal because uh, they got the mark. They can participate in society. But those that don't take the mark of the beast, they won't be able to participate. Uh, but the wise 
shall understand. So I believe he's summing up the final seven years with that statement. Now, verse 11, and he says, and from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away and the abomination that maketh desolate set up, there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. A thousand two hundred and ninety days. Now, it is this very interesting because earlier in verse, um, what verse earlier he said, um, what verse is that? Verse seven. He says a time times and half a time, which is one thousand two hundred and sixty days. But here in verse 11, he says it's going to be one thousand two hundred and ninety days. So I often wonder what could that mean? What could that mean? It's a 30 day difference here. What could that mean? I believe that this is pointing to this extra 30 day period is going to be at the end. I believe this is pointing to the length of time that the battle of Armageddon is going to take. Um, 30 days is going to be the battle of Armageddon. Uh, when Jesus comes with his army of angels from heaven to attack the wicked on the earth and the antichrist and the false prophet and all of his armies around the world, this worldwide battle, uh, they're going to see it as alien invasions. Of course, the antichrist is going to know that it's Jesus. He's going to try to fight him anyway, but most other people, uh, nations and, 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 uh, presidents and, um, generals of armies, they, when they see Jesus part the sky, they're going to think it's an alien invasion and they're going to send all of their weapons to fight. And of course, there's going to be no competition, but this is this is probably going to be a 30 day battle, 30 days. It's 30 day difference here from verse 11 to verse seven. It's a 30 day difference. And that also coincide with what I what, what we read in Revelations chapter eight, the seventh seal, the seventh seal. Nobody really talks about the seventh seal much, but the sixth seal represents um, the second coming of Jesus Christ in the in the in the beginning of the battle of Armageddon. Okay, that's what the sixth seal represents, and also the seventh trumpet represents that same thing. Um, but the but the seventh seal found in Revelations chapter eight, verse one. Let's read it and see what it has to say about the seventh seal. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of a half an hour, a half hour. OK, now the book of Daniel. Um. Daniel has has this uh, 70 
weeks prophecy, whereby instead of a week being interpreted as seven days, a week is being interpreted by seven years. So he replaced a day with a year, 70 weeks, 490 years. Okay. So he has, he, he plays around with, with timetables and, and you have to break that code. And, and, and many people have done that in the book of Daniel. And I believe in revelations, there is a time table and a code to be broken as well. You know, um, Jesus talks about no man knows the day or the hour, the day or the hour. Uh, we see that in um, Matthew chapter 24, verse 36. He says, but of that day and, and hour knoweth no man. No, not even the angels, but only my father. Uh, so day and hour, he puts day and hour. In, and, and when you think about that. If no man knows the day, then they most certainly won't know the hour. So why does he say it like that? Why does he say it? And he's said it more than once. If no man knows the day, then they won't know the hour, you know, or what good is it to know the hour, but you don't know the day. So he could have just easily said, no man would know that day when that day is going to happen. Let's left it at that. But I believe Jesus has given us a key code here for, for, for a timetable. So. Uh, back to uh, Revelations chapter eight. And we're looking at the seventh seal. It says, and when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of an half an hour. OK. Oh, I believe there's silence in heaven because the battle is taking place on the earth. And, and those those up in heaven, God and any other angels uh, that are still up there, they're silenced because they're watching it. They're watching it because the battle is taking place on the earth. Jesus and his army of angels are kicking butt and there's silence about the space of a half an hour. Well, instead of an uh, hour being measured by minutes, what if no man knows the day or the day or the hour? What if the hour is to be measured by days? So instead of an hour being 60 minutes, the hour here, I believe, is 60 days. And there was silence in heaven about the space of a half an hour. So 30 days. And wouldn't that match what we just read in Daniel chapter 12, when he gives the discrepancy from verse 7 to verse 11? There's a 30 day difference. Uh, in verse seven, there is 1,260 days. In verse 11, there's 1,290 days. Okay. There's something to think about. So I'm, I'm thinking, I'm leaning with the battle of Armageddon is going to be that extra 30 day period. So that's going to be sheer terror, horrible terror for those who are on the wrong side of Jesus' sword. You know, hopefully you are saved and sanctified and you're going to make heaven your home and you're going to rule and reign with Christ and you're going to be on the winning side. Amen. OK, so. Um, verse 12, it says, blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the thousand three hundred and five and thirty days or. 
to say it 1,335th day. He says, blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the 1,335th day. So now that's a 45 day difference. Okay. From the 90 day. So, so now we've covered the potential that the 30 day difference is the time the battle of Armageddon is going to last. And then when that comes to an end, now we got another 45 days later. What could that be? Now he says, blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to that day. I, now I believe this day, this time period is talking about the great wedding of Jesus and his church, New Jerusalem, found in Revelations chapter 21, uh, verses 1 through 5. Let's, let's check it out. Let's go to Revelations chapter 21, verses 1 through 5. And it says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth from the for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them. And be their God. Verse four. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away. And he that sat up on the throne said, behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, right, for these words are true and faithful. So I believe that's what this 45 day later day is. The marriage, the great marriage of Jesus and his church. And, he, and that's why Daniel, he says, blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the thousand three hundred and five and thirtieth day. So there you have it. You got the you got the Great Tribulation, which is going to be one thousand two hundred and sixty days. Then you have the Battle of Armageddon, which I believe the seventh seal is describing in Revelations eight and one, which is going to be a thirty day period. So now that's a total of one thousand two hundred and ninety days, and then there's going to be a gap. For 45 days. Now, what could be taking place during that 45 day period? Nothing. Well, I think not. I, I believe something's going to be happening and I believe it's going to be the cleanup crew. If you know anything about the, the judgment of Jesus doing the wrath of God, when Jesus comes, he's going to take prisoners. Uh, Daniel chapter seven teaches us that. You know, he's going to prolong the life of some of those that are wicked. He's going to take prisoners. Um, and they're going to 
their lives are going to be prolonged, as Daniel put it in, in, in Daniel chapter seven, for a season and a time. Now, the season is a thousand years and a time is one year. We already know that time is one year. So for we're going to rule and reign with Christ. So who are we going to rule and reign over these prisoners and uh, for a thousand years? Now, before this thousand year period begin, there's a mess on the earth. Jesus just kicked butt for 30 days. He's, he's kicked butt all over the world for 30 days. And there's a 45 day gap between the end of the battle of Armageddon and the great marriage. And so uh, these slaves, these prisoners that's been resurrected from the dead and that never did die, but never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. They're going to be on the earth and they're going to have to clean up the world for these 40, this 45 day period. So that's how I see it. That's what I conclude. Thought I'd share my thoughts with you. It adds up. It makes sense. Um, but it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be nice for those who don't believe in Jesus. So, you know, make sure you witness to your loved ones. Make sure you encourage your loved ones to keep Jesus first. If, if uh, they have Jesus and if they don't have Jesus, always try to witness not only by word, but by action, by the way you carry yourself, by the way you show love, by the way you give and by the way you encourage and, you know, be a help to people and, 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 and your light can shine and hopefully win over your loved ones because you don't want to see nobody you love be on the wrong side of Jesus work. Amen. So. <clears throat> This was Daniel chapter 12. Hopefully you found it very insightful. Uh, hopefully you found it very interesting and very uh, informative. And, um, you know, I do love the word of God. Uh, like I said, I, I think the word of God is, is so powerful and true and, and accurate. And, and it's, it's just been a blessing to my life. And I hope it's a blessing to your life. And I try to keep it close. Now, this these things are prophecy. So the thing about prophecy is all we can do at this point is state what we think the prophecy means. It's not for us to get upset if somebody else don't agree with us. A lot of people do that. They get upset when you don't see it their way. But it's prophecy. We got to wait and see how it unfolds because it can it can be twist and turn turns through these prophecies that we didn't account for and and and, and it, we can still be in for a surprise. So don't get upset about someone else's interpretation of these prophecies. I see it all the time and it's not to be uh it's not for that. You know, let's let's bring our understanding, um our intellect, you know, uh our our spiritual man to the table on these prophecies. And, uh, you know, respect them and appreciate them. Amen. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up here. Like I said, I hope you enjoyed today's lesson, today's broadcast, Daniel chapter 12, talking about the end times. Um, I also have a website called thief in the night ministries.com. That's thief in the night ministries.com where you can find out more about, uh, my ministry. And there's also a contact us link where you can send me an email where you can post a question or a comment, um, uh, you know, 
about anything scripture. And uh, I like to I try my best to touch on it and give you my take on it. And uh, and I would like to hear from you what you got to say, because iron sharpeneth iron. Amen. OK, that's Thief of the Night Ministries dot com. Um, tell family and friends about the show. If you found the show, if you find the show informative and interesting and, and edifying and good for your soul and spirit, then tell family and friends about it and tell them to tune in every Saturday on this uh, internet radio network uh, at 5 p.m. Central Time. Okay? So I'm about to sign off, my brothers and sisters in the Lord. Above all things, I hope that you prosper and be in good health. Even as your soul prospers. God bless. Take care. Peace. Thank you for listening to the show. We hope that you were blessed by the message from the Word of God. Come back next time for more of Get Your House in Order. I said, one black morning, when this life is over, I'm going to fly away. I'm leaving this cold world, going up yonder to that holy place. I'm going to sit down and talk with Peter. Sit down, talk with Paul And I'ma say, take me to Jesus The one who really paid it all for me This world Get Your House in Order is copyrighted by Thief in the Night Ministries and the Resilient Christian Radio Network